This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today is Wednesday, October 26, 2022. John Fetterman bombs at debate with Dr. Oz, changing the entire makeup of the U.S. Senate. Jack Posobiec joins us to react. Blake Masters will be on the show to talk about his vision from Arizona and... Ladies and gentlemen, the regime is in total and complete collapse as crisis after crisis destroys their chances of controlling your lives forever. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. You said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking, and I don't, I don't, I support fracking. And I stand and I do support fracking. Joe, I want to start out by reading something that I seldom ever read, which is the disgusting corporate press who hates you and who is absolutely the reason why John Fetterman is even allowed to continue in this race. Now, let's start by examining the facts as they lie before us. John Fetterman had a massive stroke. John Fetterman's incredible brain damage that happened during this stroke does not allow him to speak English. It doesn't allow him to read English. It doesn't allow him to process basic functions. John Fetterman, by every right and by every human dignity, capacity, in just the most base of people, should belong inside of a home, a home to get well. Some type of facility where he could help himself. That's where John Fetterman belongs. John Fetterman had a stroke, but it is the pure and utter malevolence and evil of the wives of people like John Fetterman, Jill Biden, I'm looking at you, these power thirsty witches who care and love far more power than they do their own husbands, mixed with a corporate media that keeps people like John Fetterman in the dock. They don't ask him tough questions. They don't report on his actual state. They don't push him as to whether he is fit to run. And then you get train wreck disasters like last night when John Fetterman straight up walked on stage and said, good night, everyone. Watch. As lieutenant governor, you're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, what's happening to John Fetterman and we got this in a text message from a longtime old dog Democrat that we know in Pennsylvania. This guy is an old school Democrat. He's a dear friend of our family. My wife, of course, is from that general area. He said, what's happening is abuse. They're expecting us to vote for a vegetable. It's insulting to Democrats. 
This is abuse. It's the abuse of someone who should be interned in a house in order to get better, in order to rehabilitate after his stroke. And it is the sick, demonic thrust towards power that is leading to the debasement of John Fetterman. We feel sorry for him. And in, in, our, in our Christian souls, we do also feel sorry for Joe Biden, who is the same type of meat puppet who simply handed orders from the regime and he just goes dutifully about those orders. They want stupid, dumb meat puppets in Washington, D.C. because they follow orders. They need goons just wobbling around without functional brains. That's what they need in order to get their agenda through. The yes men. This is what the entire Soviet Politburo is made of. This is what the communist Chinese party is made of. A bunch of goons who just plod along. No brain activity, no brain function. Free thinking is very dangerous. And now you get to moments like this, ladies and gentlemen, where quasi-journalists like Mike Allen write this morning in his newsletter, one of the most devastating opens I've ever heard him write about a Democrat. Mike Allen's entire job is to prop up the regime. That's who, that's who funds him. That's where he gets his money. And this, of course, is the coveted 51st Senate seat, right? This is the keystone, Pennsylvania. Democrat John Fetterman, writes Mike Allen, began his first answer last night in the high-stakes U.S. Senate debate by saying, hi, good night, everyone. It was downhill from there. Mike Allen writing that Fetterman, who said he almost died from a stroke on Monday, repeatedly struggled to answer questions, even with closed captioning that was posted above the moderators as an accommodation. He talks about him flip-flopping on fracking, Fetterman on incapable of essentially making any type of competent, sentient, salient point. Josh Crashour singled out that the majority maker, the biggest bellwether on whether Republicans can win in the majority of 50-50 Senate, is Pennsylvania, and the momentum is shifting towards Dr. Oz. Mike Allman goes on to detail the reactions from Democrats saying, why the hell did Fetterman agree to this? A Democrat lawmaker told Mike Allen last night. This is, uh, will obviously raise more questions about John's health. He goes on to say that there were many other Democrats that reached out saying that now their majority, or at least their 50-50 split in the Senate, is an extreme danger. One of the people who have been ringing the bell on this for a very long time, who has been talking about John Fetterman and this race, is Pennsylvania native and expert Jack Posobiec, who joins the program right now. Jack, thank you for coming on. Obviously, this is your breadbasket here in Pennsylvania. The people of Pennsylvania love you, and you've been calling balls and strikes for a very long time, chopping wood inside of that state. What do you make of last night's debate? Well, look, Benny, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, Pennsylvania, that's that's my home. Pennsylvania is the state that I love, um, the state where I grew up, the state where we got married. I actually even got engaged to my wife, the beautiful Tanya Tay, at Valley Forge Park, right at the Washington Cathedral. I mean, so Pennsylvania, which is, by the way, the same park where my parents got engaged and got married and they actually met at Valley Forge Park. So, uh, you know, Pennsylvania is always just just two steps away from my mind. And of course, I've got my beautiful and delightful Wawa here this morning as a true son <laughs> of Southeastern PA. Don't go there without it. But look, I, I got to tell you, Benny, watching this debate last night, if that's what, what in fact you can call it, 
um, as a Christian, as a father, as someone who's uh, looked at these things for a long time, you really have to say, I just feel bad. I feel bad for the people of Pennsylvania. I feel bad for John Fetterman. Uh, it makes me angry. It makes me angry for at the people in John Fetterman's life that are letting this continue, yeah. um, that are not giving him the help that he needs, that are clearly subjecting him to a high-pressure, high-stress situation that they're putting him in when he's obviously not ready for that. Because when you think about a situation like this, when you're dealing with these neurological disorder, disorders, and if you've ever known anyone who's, God forbid, had to experience something like a stroke or an aneurysm, one of these, uh, one of these things, that it takes months, potentially years, before you can fully recover. And the last thing you are supposed to be doing is subjecting yourselves to these high-stress, high-pressure situations like a nationally televised debate like this not to mention putting he, he talks about it during the debate well they got me on the trail they got me speaking here i'm speaking there they got me on the bus it's whoa dude that's the exact opposite of what you're supposed to be doing if you want to uh achieve a full recovery here but you know it, it really makes you look at people like his wife people like his campaign manager his teammate there josh shapiro who's running for governor he thinks he's running for he says he's running for governor he's really trying to run for president because that's all he actually cares about and you really question is it ambition on their side or is it simply a fact of them being so greedy so greedy for power so greedy for leverage over their fellow man that they'll be willing to overlook all of these glaring issues and the glaring human issues, very human issues. I think we've all known someone who's either experienced an event like this or had a family member that's had a situation like this and your heart goes out to them. You want to help them. You don't want to subject them to this. But, but Benny, it also makes me angry. It makes me angry for my, my state. It makes me angry for the people of my state. It makes me angry for my country that we have millions and millions of dollars going towards propping up someone like this, that you've got people at every level of government, from the president of the United States, Joe Biden, all the way down, that are supporting him and saying that we're just supposed to overlook this. You ever heard the term throwing fuel on the fire? This is exactly what our federal government is doing with inflation. They are adding to inflation. They are trying to make your life worse in order to keep power. That's why the consumer price index right now is increasing yet again. The stock market is in total turmoil and our leaders are spending more money. That's exactly what Joe Biden is doing, spending more money to destroy the American family. Spending more money to turn down inflation is literally the opposite of the thing that you would do if you wanted to actually solve inflation. So what can you do about it? Well, you can text Benny to 989898 and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit to protect your savings with gold in a tax sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years experience in converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Have you ever uh, looked at your IRA over the last month or two? What's going on? Have you looked at your 401ks? Ladies and gentlemen, now is time to invest in gold. Do not let the left devalue your savings. Text Benny to 989898 and claim your free, no obligation info kit for Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account with Birch Gold, and Birch Gold has an A-plus rating for the Better Business Bureau. Let them help you do it. They helped my family, and boy, it is a comfort. Go gold, ladies and gentlemen. And I think it goes to your very insightful point very well that 
they know that John Fetterman isn't going to be the ones making the decisions, right, while he's on, if he were to win, right? So let's say, let's play it out, right? If he wins, he's not going to be the one who's making decisions. He's not going to be the one who's actually weighing and measuring different pieces of legislation or whether or not we should continue spending tens of billions in Ukraine. What's the best way to deal with the Chinese Communist Party, the rise of this new emperor, Xi he has nothing to do with that, right? The guy cuts up there, doesn't even know where he is, and he just, you hear that question about fracking. They asked him, they said, well, you know, a couple years ago you said you were about you were against fracking. He went full vapor lock, and you could tell that in that moment, it, the connective tissue was simply not there. The man didn't know where he was. He barely knew what time of day it was, and they want him up there so he's easily controlled. That's what Biden is to them. That's what people like Adam Kinzinger are to them. They're easily manipulated and easily controlled by a regime that wants total control. We have government now, not by the people, of the people, for the people, which, by the way, was a speech given in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania always seems to be at these key moments, these key juncture moments in our history, whether it's Gettysburg, whether it's the Declaration, whether it's the Constitution. And it's appalling and shameful, shameful to the history of the United States Senate itself that they would be propping up an individual like this. And I even saw, by the way, like I'm not even saying anything that normally my detractors on on Blue Check, Blue Check Twitter, I know they love you so much as well, Benny. Um, you know, they're all agreeing. They said, you know, we couldn't have done Malcolm Kenyatta, this uh, this guy who's on the council in Philadelphia. We couldn't have done Connor Lamb, who was a congressman from out west. Fetterman destroys them in the primary. And then you look at a guy like Dr. Oz, who obviously people know I was no fan of his in the primary. And there were a lot of questions as to whether or not he could beat Fetterman. And now there's really no question at all. There's just yeah. Yeah, the prediction markets are swinging all the wrong directions. I think now predict it has like 70 70 cents on the dollar that Oz is going to crush. And I'm sure the pollsters are going furious out into the field right now. We'll see the first polls and we'll cover them here. But you mentioned the fracking answer. We have that queued up. Let's play it and respond. I must correct the record. Uh, he just a second, Mr. Oz. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking and I don't I don't. I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. On I'm sorry, to the- Lisa, but there, there's not— I mean— So what an—you in- said it's an insult to the people of Pennsylvania. I mean, obviously, this is. We have photos of him signing the fracking ban. Those are, there are photos of him physically signing it, and you have his signature on the paper. Benny, I was recently in Erie, Pennsylvania— so right up in Pennsylvania's northwest, obviously right on Lake Erie. Pennsylvania is a border state, by the way. People forget that, border with Canada. Um, and so when I mentioned this idea that Mastriano's put forward of building a pipeline from the Marcellus Shale find, which is a blessing that God has bequeathed to the people of Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Ohio, New York, if the governor, if Governor Zeldin gets in, I'm sure he'll allow the the people of New York to be able to have that. I think Zeldin would be, by the way, an incredible blessing for the people of New York. I pray for them that he is able to win and defeat Kathy Hochul. But 
when I talked about this idea of building a pipeline from the Marcellus Shale, which is kind of towards the Pittsburgh area, building a pipeline up to Erie, then being able to export that on the world market, the amount of jobs that would bring in, six-figure jobs to Pennsylvania, right? These are blue-collar blue, uh, blue jobs. These are jobs for working Pennsylvanians. This is the ability, right? Because the question was, when we outsourced our steel to China, Throughout the late 80s and 90s, when we shut down the entire, remember, this, the, the steel, that's how the steel belt became the rust belt. We said, what are we going to do? Well, God already had an answer, and that was the Marcellus Shale Field. And by the way, it's the same thing with the Permian Basin, the Bracken Formation, and the Dakotas. It's right there for us to utilize. It, this is such an important issue for the people of Pennsylvania. And when I went up there to Erie, I want to say that the the— it's I guess it's debatable as to which one of my biggest applause line was is when I talked about this this pipeline from uh, from the Marcella Shale Fields up to Erie or when I mentioned about how Mastriano is going to make Pennsylvania a Second Amendment sanctuary state. I think that one was that was a pretty good applause line, too, if you can imagine in Western Pennsylvania. By the way, Western Pennsylvania, that was um, this is also the area that MSNBC was not ready for when they decided to start talking about January 6th. To Western PA, they said, well, "Wait a minute! Those cops opened the doors. They held them open. We didn't. No, I didn't see any videos like that at all." So I love that the understand. Wawa, the Wawa clerks were owning the MSNBC. Exactly. Reporter. Well, yeah. well, it, it would be for Western Pennsylvania. I got, I got to fact check you in real time a little bit, Benny. That's Sheets territory. That's Sheets territory out there. Wawa, they can't get, they can't get. You got a massive turf war in the Commonwealth when it comes to these these uh, these convenience stores. A Wawa, no, they're like, this ain't Wawa territory, kid. You need to back out of here with that goose. Uh, but yeah, that's the Yinzers, that's the Sheets folks. And and then there's Rudder's PA, which is kind of in the middle. They sort of pop up here and there and, and roll farms with their Marylanders, so we keep them out. But um, when you're when you're looking at this, right, when you're really looking at this idea of, you know, Fetterman knows that, he's supposed, that he has to do work. So you can clearly tell what's going on there. He knows that he's supposed to say something about fracking, that he's supposed to have some kind of prepared statement on this because his, his advisors have clearly told him, hey, this question's going to come up that you said you were anti-fracking. You need to have a pre-planned statement. If any, if, I'm sure that if you were staffing Fetterman for that debate or if I was staffing him, I would say, look, it's just too popular. It's too important. You've got to come out for it, but you have to do work to explain away that earlier statement, that earlier declaration. And the answer just wasn't there. He had no way to even, and he couldn't think through it on the fly, and that's what you were seeing. So, you know, I talked about this on War Room recently, and I said this is a prototype of a manned, man-machine hybrid um, that the elites want to create because of their policy, essentially their agenda of transhumanism. They want to establish apotheosis so that they can upload themselves to Elysium when the rest of our system and the rest of us completely collapses around us, like our infrastructure collapses like a Nord Stream pipeline. But... When it comes to that prototype, I would say the test run showed that it was a complete failure. I mean, you, you look at the guy and you just think, you know, your weird Windows error screen, 404, 404, not found. And it's sad. It's honestly very sad to me when I look at this. I think it's very sad that people like Josh Shapiro will not come out and simply talk about his teammate and explain to the people of Pennsylvania, have some respect have some respect for the people of Pennsylvania, your voters, your donors, that when you when a member of your team is experiencing a situation like this, have them come out. And Anna Navarro was up there. You know, I love her so much. And she said, oh, it's courageous. It's courageous that he got up on that stage. And that's not courageous. 
Courageous would be facing reality for what reality is, accepting the absolute truth and knowing in your heart of hearts that you're not up for this and the people of Pennsylvania deserve someone who could at least be a fully capable United States senator and withdrawing from the race. That would be the courageous, honorable thing to do. I got a family member who's really bad at balancing her budget. And as a small business owner, I've helped her go through her line items and see what her expenses are at the end of the month and help tally them up so that she can stay on budget. She's on a fixed income. And so we help her out. Now, I was shocked to see the amount of money that she is spending for her and her kids to have a cell phone plan. It's one of the first things we did to help her hit her budget every single month is to adjust that wildly inflated bill for cell phone coverage. It is the year 2022. This is one of the number one ways that you can save with your bills. And you got to save because you can see what's happening to the economy right now. You can see what Joe Biden is doing. You got to protect what's yours today. Step one, I told her was switch your cell phone service to PureTalk, America's most reliable 5G network, and you don't have to sacrifice coverage for a fortune every month. I mean, take a look at your cell phone bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, you know how much you pay. It's going to be hundreds of bucks. With PureTalk, you can get unlimited talk and text and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. That's real saving, and it can go to cover groceries, gas. Pure Talk has never raised their rates, and they're run by patriots. Go to puretalk.com. Select the plan that will save you money. Then enter the code Benny, and you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com and enter the code Benny to save right now with the company that I trust with my business and my family, Pure Talk. We put up the poll while you were chatting about collapse because that is precisely what happened. 80% plus said that Dr. Oz won the debate. 18% said John Fetterman. Not exactly sure what type of brain damage you would need to think that John Fetterman won that debate. Uh, is this what you're finding with your people in Pennsylvania? Oh, it's exactly reflect? right. It's it's yeah. exactly right. And you, you, do, you did see these weird sort of split. So Pennsylvania is a ticket splitting state. It kind of always has been, particularly for the top of the ticket. So you do find these weird sort of Oz Shapiro splits, which by the way, Carl Rove is, you know, the great Carl Rove, you know, the complete sneak mm. that he is, is running ads that are essentially pro Oz, or excuse me, pro Shapiro and pro Oz at the same time in an effort to undercut what Republicans are doing at the state level with Mastriano. But you're also seeing Fetterman Mastriano supporters out there in some of the cross tabs that I'm looking at in Rasmussen. Uh, Richard Barris is going to be putting out a poll where he's trying to crowdfund for that right now. We really hope that he does because we love the people's pundit, the big the big data poll. So oh, yes. you're seeing these very strange cross tabs of people saying, well, I support one, but not. And then the other one, I support one Democrat, but one Republican. And it's across Pennsylvania. We've just kind of always been that way. It's you, know, the, you could get into the philosophical and sociological debate about why that is. But that's simply just how it works. That being said, that being said, this was a collapse that we saw last night that was like Hillary at a 9-11 memorial type collapse, throwing her into that van, into that like a like a piece of meat into yes. a meat locker. And, yes. you know, you just have to you have to imagine that they wheeled Fetterman out there, propped him up on stage and then just sort of wheel him back afterwards, you know, lock him up in some kind of chamber. Because, look, and that being said, you know, do a float spa, do something to get your mind right there, John. Uh, this is not the place that you need to be. And when I talk to people in Pennsylvania, everyone who watched this thing said, I mean, there's no way you can vote for this guy. There's just no way. 
So the people of Pennsylvania obviously concerned about the economy. Every single poll shows that number one issue far and away. Uh, I, I know that the regime was hoping it would be abortion. It is not. Uh, in fact, people actually care about their children, and that's why they care about inflation. That's why they care about their economy collapsing. Uh, John Fetterman was asked about taxes last night. Love to get your reaction to this as a father. Mr. Fetterman, I will allow a 15-second rebuttal. He has specifically said you have not paid your taxes and that you want to raise taxes on Americans. How do you respond? Uh, absolutely. The Oz rule, of course, he's lying. It was helping two students 17 years ago to help them you know, buy their own homes. They, they didn't pay the bills, and it got her paid, and it has never been an issue in, in any of the campaign before. It was all about nonprofit. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Continuing with you, Mr. Fetterman, your opponent. So I'm going to try to give him the benefit of the doubt here because because that's right. right. I'm the type of person put it this way, Benny. And, and, and like you, I think that when we see crazy, it's one thing to just sort of brush it off and say, oh, that's crazy. But but there's another type of person out there that when that, that that's like us. And when we see crazy, we want to poke it with a stick um and you know kind of see what happens and and of course it gets us in trouble from time to time as my wife will tell you um but then again i married her so you know and she accepted so you know i gotta say you know which one's worse and i i'm guessing what he's trying to say is that he ran some kind of nonprofit, and these guys worked for him and maybe lived in some houses and that the agreement was that they were supposed to pay the tax there's some kind of convoluted insane statement that obviously you should not be trying to make if it's a rapid fire portion of the debate you should simply say that was a non-profit issue we can get back to you more on that later i've always paid my personal tax that's all he would have to say that's all he would have to say that hey that's a separate issue and i'm going to separate that from my answer so you show that division on the screen between yourself and the issue again he doesn't know how to read the stitches on a fastball. He doesn't know how to understand what's coming at him in the situation. And, and people can argue, uh, you know, getting into the style. Well, should we have the style of debates? And by the way, you saw this on his campaign yesterday that putting out this idea that, oh, well, you know, John, you know, he's never really been a strong debater and his, and his campaign was putting all this stuff. out. And by the way, a Time magazine reporter, this is just a great journalism moment for all of us. A Time magazine reporter came out and said, well, you know. John hasn't always been a strong debater. It's really not been his parlance, whereas Dr. Oz is very polished. He's been in media. I said, you're just repeating the press release that the campaign put out. And then here's the best part, Benny. She puts the press release at the bottom of her Twitter thread, this Time Magazine reporter. And I go back and look at it and I say, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'm going to have to provide some receipts here because that press release didn't come out after you posted your thread. That press release came out yesterday. Benny, some of the laziest people on the face of the planet are journalists. You hand them a narrative, they will go and type it in. That's why they all have what I call Google IQ. They just Google something and then they'll post whatever the first five or, you know, three to five things that they can see or they'll go to the little Wikipedia box and say, oh, well, this is what that person is, what they said. There you go. You're not doing your job at that point. You have Google like you're not actually doing any research. You're There's a reason that you can't cite Wikipedia on campus. Maybe you can these days because I know campus isn't exactly a good uh, a good article or a good good reference for, point for us. But when you look at the shocking level 
the shocking level of journalism that's being done at the state level in Pennsylvania. It's very sad because they should have dealt with this and they should have identified this months ago, if not weeks ago. By the way, Benny, um, a key point for people to understand is that the Pennsylvania primary happened after John Fetterman had his stroke. After, not before. So he had the stroke. He and his wife kept it secret for a week. They came out with it the Sunday before the Tuesday. Now, early voting and mail-in voting and absentee, this has all been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks at this point. They kept it secret until the very last moment and lied to the people of Pennsylvania. There was one point where I went back and I was checking this. Benny, they were posting videos and uh, interviews and events acting as if that he was currently on the trail while he was in the hospital. This is the level the Democrats and the media will lie. He was in the hospital suffering from a stroke. Doctors are trying to save his life, and I'm glad they did, obviously. But he's posting on social media as if he's currently attending events, and not a single journalist in America actually figured it out, not a single journalist in Pennsylvania, because there are no journalists anymore. All they're doing is stenography. They're doing stenography for the campaign and the candidate that they prefer. Yeah, and it, it makes for terrible race. It, it makes for the feeling that you're living in a lie because what really happened last night is, and you can see this in the polling and in the responses afterwards, is Democrats said, these people have been lying to us. You've been, you've been lying to us about John Fetterman's state and he is incapable of running for the U.S. Senate. He's incapable of being a senator. And that's why you're seeing such huge shifts in polls. Somebody who is capable of being a senator and somebody who we hope will become a senator and we know will become a senator very soon from the great state of Arizona. Blake Masters joins us now. Hey, Blake, what's going on? Hey, thank you for joining the conversation. We wanted to book out the show this morning. I thought, why not? Why not all have a chat about what's going right and wrong in this country? Blake, if you get to the Senate, we saw this last night in Pennsylvania, but if you get to the Senate, you're going to be dealing with a guy named Joe Biden who equally cannot speak the English language and who is who's having major suffering major issues right now as it pertains to his cognitive capacity to lead this country. Uh, how would you challenge a Joe Biden if you get to the Senate uh, in his very beleaguered and very dangerous uh, cognitive incapacity? Well, the good news is just by winning, right, just by getting back the House, just by getting back the Senate, we can already do so much to to put the brakes on all this madness that we've seen. Right. He's not going to be able to pass any of these crazy trillion dollar spending bills once we have Republican control of Congress. Uh, but but it's not enough to just play defense. Right. I'm tired of Republicans who pretend that just by winning, just by playing defense, that's enough. No, we have to go on offense. Right. Look at what Biden's DOJ has done. The weaponization of this DOJ under Merrick Garland, the weaponization of the FBI, where they are going and arresting pro-life protesters who are nonviolent. They're putting them uh, away for very serious federal charges. Uh, they, they think that if you demand curriculum transparency, right, you're a parent, you demand to know what the hell your kid is being taught in school. Oh, well, you're a domestic terrorist. Like, we have to fight back. We have to clean house. It might be frustrating in 2023 and 2024, but... But we can't wait until January 2025 when we get a strong Republican president back. So my pledge is to use every piece of leverage that I have to block the Biden craziness and to make him a lame duck and to make his life miserable for two years while we prepare to go on offense. 
It sounds like after last night's debate, Jack and I have been talking about it. Jack, of course, is the Pennsylvania expert. Uh, it sounds like last, after last night's debate, the Keystone uh, will be falling into the uh, Republican category and paving the way, really, uh, for a Republican Senate, yourself being one of the members there in the Senate. How will you hold a Mitch McConnell or a more centrist or a weak Republican can't call it a backbone because it isn't a linguini-spined Republican sort of leadership structure in the Senate accountable to the supporters who elected you because, man, Jack and I have both been out to Arizona. There are some really based patriots out there that want change. Our grassroots is fired up, right? And I believe everything that I've been campaigning on. And so I'm going to go and do all that one person can. I think it's a lot more than most people think, right? Most people say, oh, well, Blake, you're just one of 100. Can you get anything done? And no, I think it's that mentality when you're like, oh, I'm just one of 100. I couldn't possibly do anything. Well, that's surrendering in advance, right? I'm not going to do that. So we'll find out how much one person can do, how much leverage one person has to actually demand, say, border security, right? How about that? Uh, but where I fall short, where it's just impossible because, you know, we've got a lot of weak-willed Republicans in the Senate, uh, I don't care who's blocking me. If someone's blocking me from getting something good done for the people of Arizona, I'm going to shine the flashlight on that. I'll be right back on your program, right? I'll, I'll be talking with Jack. We'll go on Tucker Carlson. I'll go on Joe Rogan and, and put the flashlight on whoever is doing bad things. And I don't care if that's leadership. I don't care if that's Republican, Democrat. They deserve to be called out. And I think half the job is educational, right? Obviously, I got to vote the right way on the stuff that comes across my desk. Obviously, I have to introduce and champion the right legislation. But I also want to just expose like how it works, because if people don't learn about that, right, if we're not calling out people like Mitt Romney, who are, who are not moving the ball forward and are therefore just surrendering to the left, then nothing was going to change. So I think getting a few young guys in there, like me and obviously J.D. Vance, the next senator for Ohio, he's going to be fantastic. Uh, I really do think it's going to it's going to change the vibe, if you will, uh, I think in, in very, very good and interesting ways. Well, I mean, Jack and I were having a very spirited conversation about Pennsylvania and the Senate. I thought that it would be fun to have all of us live together. And the audience is clearly going bananas. So, Jack, you have a question for Well, I do. I do. Sweet you know, Blake. Blake I'm, you know, and, I'm, and I'm sure you're very busy, by the way. Just just incredible, you know, have to say people don't realize how much. Uh, I mean, you must be putting in 18 hour days right now uh, in terms of the trail. I see you out there. You're at this event. You're at that event. Arizona is not a small state. Uh, people don't realize that, so you have to do a lot of a lot of uh, travel in order to do that. But just congratulations to you, man. I hope that you're getting some kind of rest. Uh, you know, obviously 13 days left. But, you know, really what I want to ask you is, though, you, you may not have seen all of the debate with with Fetterman and Oz last night. And, you know, far be it for me to ask you to comment on something that's that's out of your ken since it's a different state. But are you able to draw a clock? Do you know how many numbers there are, where the hour hand, the minute hand? And if I were to ask you right now, you know, would that be something that you believe you'd be able to accomplish? Mr. Ba <laughs> Mr. Masters. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. It was really sad to see that debate. It really was like, you know, you just wanted them to throw in the towel and stop it. 
Um, it makes me upset with Fetterman's wife and his family and his his staff. It's like, how are they? And it's, and it's reminiscent of the Biden thing, right? Yeah. Different, slightly different medical issues going on, but like neither man is competent to serve. And it's just is really crazy. So my heart broke actually for Fetterman, right? You, you have to feel bad for him, but he's just manifestly uh, unqualified, unfit. I wish him well with his medical issues. But man, it was just... Uh, the, the media lied to us. Fetterman lied to us. They all said, oh, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. And by carefully orchestrating these campaign stops, he could be seen. I think a lot of people saw yesterday he was much worse off than he'd been telling people. And, you know, the crazy thing is, if you imagine Fetterman getting in there, how would he vote in the U.S. Senate? Well, he would just vote hard left, party line, Democrat every single time. He would be an indistinguishable senator from Senator Mark Kelly. I know Kelly did a little bit better in his debate against me than Fetterman, although maybe just a little bit. I think we still clobbered him pretty well. But but each man would be a hard left vote for Joe Biden's agenda. Functionally, they're the same. Functionally, they're both unfit to serve. You were definitely the tallest man on the stage, certainly uh, during your debate, Blake. It was wild watching the Tucker Carlson documentary on your candidacy. Uh, how did you pull that off getting center stage? I think it was alphabetical by last name, actually. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, these things work out for a reason. And those optics were very good. It's also very strange. Each each man flanking me was named Mark. So it's like two <laughs> shorter gentlemen named Mark. And there I am in the middle. Right. So, hey, uh, it's just the way it just the way it happened. Incredible delivery on the resign, sir. Uh, clearly, the border issue is a massive issue for you and your state. Uh, however, what I think most people fear and what Jack and I try to work every single day through with Charlie Kirk and the rest of us who are attempting to bring new energy to the party is to not allow D.C. to corrupt the young, energetic people who come. In. And we see this all the time. I'm not going to name names, but we see this all the time. Uh, candidates who rise up, who are have a lot of energy, a lot of verve, a lot of a vibe to represent the base. And then they go to DC and they just put, put into the meat grinder, right? The, like the corporate GOP meat grinder and they come out as mush. How do you prevent mush? And then the second part of this question is what is your number one priority day one in Washington, DC? I'm going to prevent the mush because I, I just, I know my, I'm not going to tolerate it. It's like, I'd rather be a one-term Senator. Than, than be compromised and just be the kind of guy who's there for 30 years presiding over nothing good except decline slowly, right? Like, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I, and I, I truly mean that. I'm going to act uh, on my campaign promises. And if, if that makes me a one-term senator, hey, so be it. I think paradoxically, it will make me beloved by the people of Arizona because I'm actually going to fight for them every single day and they'll want to reelect me, right? Um, but, you know, I've, I've made my money. Uh, I've, I've married my high school sweetheart. Um, I'm good. I know DC is going to try to get its hooks into me and they always try to lure you with more money and, and, and women and, and power and all that. But it's like, I don't care. You know, it's like better for my family life. If I go and buy a farm and just raise my boys in peace and quiet far, far, far away from Washington, DC, I'm going in there to do a job. I'm excited to do it. Um, you know, Mitch McConnell, he's not spent money in Arizona. He cut $15 million of funding. My job is to win without his money. I think we're going to do that. Uh, but he's not even going to be able to to claim that I owe him anything. Right. And um, I think everybody knows whether they're in the Democrat establishment or Republican establishment. I'm going to be an independent minded senator for Arizona. Mm -hmm. And there's a long, uh, very, very long history of independent minded senators from Arizona. Barry Goldwater, of course, being the legendary yep. uh, 
cowboy senator start uh, that led to the Reagan revolution. We need more of it. Uh, Blake has just a few minutes left, but Jack, I thought, since you're kind enough to join this impromptu well, interview with Blake, could you uh, throw in the last question? Right. Well, Blake, I mean, you're, you're on the trail. It's 13 days left. Um, I certainly hope that everybody has a plan, regardless of your Arizona or one of the other states, battleground states, of course. But you're looking at not only uh, Kelly, of course, that you're going up against, but the whole state, the whole state of the Democrat Party. Why does it seem like they are not closing? It seems like they have no closing argument, no closing answer. Biden's up there interviewing uh, the latest TikTok transgender star. What's going on? Why are they not dropping that final closing argument the way they normally would at this point in October? Yeah. I think it might literally be because they don't have anything to run on, you know, and I think they're surprised. They're really surprised that I've tied this race up. The Democrats thought they could just buy it. They've spent $80 million already out the door, right? They'll probably spend another 20, 25 million in the next two weeks. <laughs> but they've they've lied about me with 30 or 40 million bucks. They've lied about Mark Kelly's record. They've propped him up. They thought that that money, those deceptive ads would just end the race. But it turns out it didn't, right? And here, here we are tied. And so I think they're scrambling. But what exactly do they have to run on? I mean, they want the election to be all about, you know, Roe versus Wade or January 6th or something. But they've tried those messages. Um, it's 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 baked in. And people are looking around them saying like, "Uh oh, we got a wide open southern border. We got fentanyl flowing through illegal aliens flowing through 300,000 every single month. Right. Crime in Phoenix is going through the roof. Homicides up 50 percent. In my hometown of Tucson, homicide is up 87 percent since 2019. I mean, it's almost double the number of people are getting murdered, right? Our streets are less safe. Uh, inflation, two years ago, one and a half percent. You didn't even have to think about it. Now in the greater Phoenix metro, inflation's a crushing 13%. People are knowing that if we give Mark Kelly any more time in office to rubber stamp the Biden agenda, inflation will be 20, 25% by this time next year. And so everybody's asking themselves, am I better off now than I was two or three years ago? The answer is a resounding no. The Democrats can't change that reality, right? They can't fix the problems that they've caused here uh, in the next 13 days. And so I think they have nothing to run on and they're just praying to uh, to, to hold on as, as Republicans surge. So I think we're gonna win this thing. We've got all the momentum and God willing, and in 13 days, we're gonna have a very happy November 8th. Blake, just one final parting shot. I have to ask because of your history with PayPal, your thoughts on this deplatforming and fining for people's free speech tech oligarchy. Jack has been obviously experiencing enormous amounts of censorship, as has our show. How can you help us continue to fight for a just free landscape? We are not asking for any privileges. We are simply asking for freedom and for a basic playing field that is level. Get me in there, man. I'll join forces with J.D. Vance and Josh Hawley, right? We need a digital bill of rights. We need to restrain these giant tech monopolies. Uh, I don't want to regulate small or medium business, right? But past a certain point, and if you own this digital infrastructure, if you're Google, you shouldn't be allowed to disproportionately uh, censor Republican uh, candidates' fundraising emails, right? You shouldn't be allowed to put your thumb on search results and plan our elections. Facebook, Twitter, I think we regulate these companies more like common carriers. You just force them to be open platforms. You ban by law their ability to discriminate against people because of their political speech. And with any you know bank or bank-like institution like PayPal, uh, you just force them to be open platforms. The idea that a bank or that a, a, you know, a non-bank lender can, can find somebody, can literally just steal their money because, oh, we saw something you posted in support of Steve Bannon on Facebook, can't do that. No, that's, uh, that's totalitarian. 
and we can get in there and we can actually block it. We need to keep the marketplace free and open and, and meaningfully restrain big tech. It's a, it's a top priority of mine. Thank you, Blake, so very much. If you're watching this program, chances are you're watching on a social media network that Blake would allow to keep this program on the air and allow us to continue to speak free. If you're in Arizona, get out and vote for Blake. Where can they find all of your campaign material, your social handles, Blake? Thanks, Benny. Very simple. Just go to blakemasters.com. All right. Thank you, gentlemen, very much. Blakemasters.com. Oh, there's this here. They, they, I think that's your son. I think that's the uh, the website right there. Trump endorsed. Beautiful man. Thank you, guys. All right. God bless you, Blake. Godspeed, Blake Masters. Hey, Jack, thanks for joining on that sort of impromptu interview. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No, I mean, I mean, look, you know, yeah, there, there's some people who can hang and there's some people that need all the prep work. You know, what can I say? But, uh, you know, when you, you look at the candidates that I, I don't even want to say Republicans, because I, I feel like a lot of the new candidates that are coming in now on the Republican side are are non-politicians that are getting involved people like Mastriano people like Masters people like JD Vance these are pe these are sort of your 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 quiet parts of the silent majority that are now becoming activated right and so Blake Masters is someone like that you could look at a guy like Blake who people know his background I mean very successful has no need to his point whatsoever to get involved in this um, yet has the skill set for it and decided that, like Donald Trump in 2015, coming down that escalator, said, you know what, I'm sick and tired of what's going on in this country. I'm sick and tired of what's going on in my state. I need to do something about it because they like you and I, they have small children in many of these cases. They don't want their country to go down this road of insanity. And they're look we, we look at it all the time. There's two doors. And because our society preaches this, that it's, it's all selfishness, right? It's all self-centeredness, right? You know, get right for yourself, spend me time, me, 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 all this, you know, what do you want to do next? What do you want? No, 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 no. Right, you need time for yourself, obviously, take care of yourself. But you do so in order to take care of your children and in order to take care of society. There's that great quote that societies are great when old men plant trees under which whose shade they will never sit. And when I think about people like Blake Masters, when I think about some of these other candidates that are getting off that have no need whatsoever, it's not like Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, who didn't have a dollar to their name and then started to run and suddenly they're multimillionaires. Same same way with the Obamas, by the way. Obviously, same way with the Bidens, right? It's a family business. They've turned it into a family business. That's not what this new crop of candidates does is doing. And I, and I just think we're so blessed to have people like that with the stamina, right, the real stamina of these guys putting forward these last couple of weeks, they're grueling. I know it's been grueling for me on my travel schedule. I'm not even campaigning. Yeah. Yeah. Sincerely. And it has been uh, something that I, I feel as though we have a obligation to match that energy with our ability to tell the story and to break the narrative. And luckily the narrative was broken last night about John Fetterman. Um, but it is remarkable to see moments like the January 6th interview on MSNBC. And I'm so proud I'm so proud of those Western Pennsylvania Patriots. Look, that, that was really Sheets the biggest... customers. Sorry, Sheets customers. There you go. The okay. Yinzers. All right. The Yinzers. Customers. Yes. So proud of them. They schooled her. That and they was, destroyed that her. That was actually the biggest. I think that may have actually been. We'll, we'll come to back and look at this and say what happened in 
October, right, of 2022, the same way that we obviously Hunter Biden's laptop was the biggest for October 2020. When you look back at that interview, that'll be looked back on as one of the significant turning points, not only in this election, but in the conversation on January 6th to say, well, hold on a second. We could just pull a random sampling of people from Western Pennsylvania, put them up on a panel, and they're more well-informed on January 6th than the person that's actually interrogating them. And there's there's actually, Benny, there's, there's a nine-minute version that MSNBC has on their website that goes even further. They just chapter and verse chapter and verse on top of this i'm trying by the way one thing that we're doing at human events daily we're trying to actually see if we can contact the people that were involved in this to see if anyone actually was recording because you know that panel had to be at least 30 minutes or longer i want the uncut raw recording of everything that went down in that room because i mean that was just fantastic it was utterly fantastic and that that shows that the work that you're doing, Benny, the work that programs like this are, are doing, it's getting out there. It's making a real difference because you didn't see Benny Johnson in that room. You didn't see uh, Charlie Kirk or Tucker Carlson or Jack Posobiec or Steve Bannon. It was just the regular people of Pennsylvania deciding who they're going to listen to. And that's how you know that we are winning. And that's why they put, they're putting in censorship. That's why they're trying to stop Elon Musk from taking over Twitter this Friday. That's why they're trying to put the roadblock. Is he going under national security investigation or not? Are we going to take away Starlink and SpaceX and all the contracts that he has, you know, tied up with the federal government? Are we going to take over that or not? Well, what about this Qatari investment? You know, we're going to have to look very closely into that or CFIUS rules. You know, all of these various issues that they're trying to do to, to censor us or to go after everybody, everybody that stands up and opposes this regime, that's how you know we're winning. Because the Alex Jones would not have to be paying $965 million right now, which, you know, we'll, we'll see if he actually pays it. But he wouldn't have, they wouldn't have put him through that if they were losing. They wouldn't have put him through that. They wouldn't have gone after the Mar-a-Lago raid. They wouldn't have been pushing these um, these crazy censorships, crackdowns, and arrests the way they are if they were winning, because they wouldn't have to. Yeah. Yeah, we are winning and it's wonderful. Jack is winning every single day. I encourage you to follow on Twitter, which I personally believe is the best Twitter account on the right. I was on the second platform. best, but then they banned the best guy. So now, <laughs> you know, currently active. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Friday, Jack, uh-huh. where can people follow you in your work? Yeah, no, appreciate that, Benny. Um, and thanks again for having me on and, and sharing your platform with me. So it's at Jack Posobiec, of course, Twitter, Getter, Telegram. Telegram's a lot of fun, by the way. Love the Telegram lately, completely uncensored. And then, of course, the show is Human Events Daily. We kind of joke that we're the uh, the night watch of the war room. So we're up on Real America's Voice every evening. And then, of course, the podcast comes out every single day, multiple times a day. We do bonus episodes, all sorts of bonus content. We've got a really great Sunday special this week. So last week we did the Sunday special hour-long myself, Alex Jones, the truth about Alex Jones, his connection to God, how reading the Bible is something that he's been turning to in these dark hours. This Sunday, it's all about Halloween, its origins, its real, its true Christian origins, but then also the rise of the occult, the rise of neo-paganism, and what the demonic has in store for us should we turn away from Christianity. It's going to be good. Got uh, Dr. Taylor Marshall on. And we're about to talk about Giselle Fetterman. So uh, oh, that's a perfect, that's a perfect segue. <laughs> oh, talk a, that'll talk be our media matters hit right there. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they came up for us the last time. So that'll be this one. Yeah, man. I called her a witch on, on Twitter. You know, it's close to Halloween. So I called her a witch on Twitter and she, uh, she, blocked, she blocked me real fast. So she doesn't need to might have anything. a spell on me. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> she got a spell on somebody. All right. <laughs> See you, man. <laughs> 
This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. Yo, how much fun is that? Just a wild show. We're going to have wild shows up through the election. And I love like this show being just a free-for-all. You don't know who's going to pop in. We're going to book guests. News is going to happen. We're going to just cover the news as it happens. We're there with you. We think like you. We believe what you believe. And we know what truth is. And we know what lies are. And so do people in Pennsylvania, actually. After this John Fetterman debate, I mean, we could, cl- we could play you a clip. We have 20 clips lined up to play you of John Fetterman's just absolutely nightmarish performance last night. I suppose we'll play one more, which is my favorite, the closing statement. This is something that gets practiced. Now, I have been inside of these rooms with these politicians practicing these closing statements. I have been part of multiple host committees for presidential debates. I have watched the candidates. I've been very close to many campaigns, and I still am. I watched the candidates sit and rehearse in the mirror time after time after time. Blake Masters has a great documentary on Tucker Carlson right now of him rehearsing his lines, rehearsing his statements. These are things during the debate that you sometimes can't control. What what kind of curveball are you going to get from the moderator? What's going to happen in the middle of the debate? Is Donald Trump going to say, because you'd be in jail? Like, you never know. But what you do know is you're going to get an opening statement and a closing statement. We played you the opening statement. Good night, everyone. Here's John Fetterman's closing statement. It ever got knocked down. They had to get back up again. You know, I'm also fighting for any forgotten community all across Pennsylvania. They ever got knocked down. It had to be made to get back up. And I've made my entire career dedicating to those kinds of pursuits. I started as a GED instructor back in, in Braddock over 20 years ago, because I believe it's about serving Pennsylvania, not about using Pennsylvania for uh, their own and interests as well. Uh, to me, careers are revealed uh, by your, your real underlying values. And my values have always been about fighting for forgotten communities all across Pennsylvania. All right. Thank you, Mr. What? Again, what? That's his closing statement. That was what he rehearsed. That was what has been practiced for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. And of course, he had computer assistance throughout the entire debate. I'm not sure we covered that yet. He had computer assistance. There was massive and wildly large screens, Joe Biden-style screens, that were behind the debate moderators. I don't think that we have that uh, clip, but it is insane. What is even more insane is how Democrats responded to this debate performance. Ladies and gentlemen, when we tell you that the Titanic is not not sinking, it's already at the bottom of the ocean for John Fetterman. Uh, Believe that. Here's uh, how voters now are reacting to John Fetterman, Democrat voters in Pennsylvania. So I was definitely, uh, I'm an independent, by the way, I was definitely leaning towards Fetterman. And I think I have totally changed to the Oz side. Why? I felt that... um, Fetterman, I felt that Fetterman just looked like he didn't have command of the facts. I do think his condition, unfortunately, is going to affect his ability to do the job. I thought Oz 
was pretty clear on the issues, um, and I thought he presented himself well and uh, definitely threw out some plans where I didn't see any plans coming out of Fetterman. So there are Democrat voters that are now switching to Dr. Oz. That is going to be a trend across the entire state. And it really doesn't matter what they have cooked up to defend John Fetterman. It truly doesn't matter. It's going to have to be biblical in order to stop what everyone saw was a lie to them, including but not limited to people who would serve in the U.S. Senate with him. Here's current Democrat from Delaware, Joe Biden's quote unquote home state. Not true. Uh, Saying this was hard to watch. Why would you say that voters should be more concerned about, say, Mehmet Oz, including his problematic abortion answer, than John Fetterman, including his problematic fracking answer and his health issues? Well, Brianna, those are exactly the sorts of things that Pennsylvanians will be weighing in the just 12 days left of campaigning before the midterm elections. I watched the debate last night. It was hard to watch, frankly. Hmm. Was it hard to watch? Because it seems like every single possible accommodation was given to John Fetterman for this performance, including, again, but not limited to Joe Biden sized teleprompters that sat behind the anchor and beside the moderator. Check this out. For you, Mr. Fetterman, Vice President Kamala Harris says the southern border border is secure, yet we are seeing an unprecedented number of migrants crossing. Is the border secure? And if not, what would you do to fix what both parties are calling a crisis? You have 60 seconds, Mr. Fetterman. You know, I believe that uh, I believe that uh, a secure border is can be compatible. I mean, again, guys, we could we could just play you the uh, uh, what's the right way to say this, like uh, debilitating and abusive, degrading clips of John Fetterman trying to speak. What did Mike Allen call it this morning? An absolute painful disaster. It was all downhill. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not going well for Democrats. Uh, It is not going well for the people who have lied to you and the people who are most part of that lie, who were most essential in that lie is the corporate press, who, if this were a Republican, would be hounding every single day their family members and saying, how dare you do this to this poor, injured man? We are not trying to make fun of John Fetterman. Quite the opposite. We're trying to save John Fetterman. We're saying that the people around him are abusive, including but not limited to his wife, who is allowing this man who belongs in a rehabilitation home. His wife's name is Jersey Giselle. She's from New Jersey. Her name is Giselle. And she is continuing to promulgate the farce that is John Fetterman is fit to be in the U.S. Senate. He is not. It is a lie to the people of Pennsylvania. These women should be seen as the banality of evil because they love power more than they love their husbands. Jill Biden is in that group, and Giselle Fetterman is the Jill Biden of Pennsylvania, utilizing their husbands who deserve medical attention, not the incredible induced stress of public office. They're utilizing them and harming them for their own gain and their own prominence, these wicked, wicked women. Mary Wright, ladies and gentlemen, it'll, uh, it could save your life, quite frankly.
So that is the sad and debilitating state of the uh, Pennsylvania Senate race. Now, just absolute dominant performance by Dr. Oz last night. We haven't played any of the Dr. Oz clips. I mean, he was good. He's a TV He's a TV doctor. What can you say? He did, he did this really great routine where he says, I'm a doctor. I'm here to fix things. I'm a surgeon. I'm here to fix things. Surgeons know how to fix big problems. We know how to get to the very root of something and snip it out, solve it. You really went in to the crime in Pennsylvania, went into the major issues that Pennsylvanians are suffering from. And it made a ton of sense. His pitch to the people of Pennsylvania, he's like, yo, listen, trust a surgeon to fix a sick state. And sure enough, Dr. Oz will be absolutely dominant in the polls. We think that he will, uh, we, we, we think that he will walk away with this one after this performance, after what we've seen, even Fredo Cuomo. So Chris Cuomo works at, uh, the, uh, broadcast partner of this debate. Even Fredo Cuomo was like, we shouldn't have broadcast that. That was human abuse. Watch. Oh, things that will definitely change the state of this race. It's not his fault, uh, but Lieutenant Governor Fetterman struggled. Um, and again, I'm not faulting him for it. I don't think his preparation was great, uh, but he clearly is dealing with health issues uh, that affect his ability to process and his ability to speak. Yeah. Clearly dealing with health issues. And it's not his fault. And we agree with that, actually. It is the fault of the wicked perverse, demonic people around him who lust after power and prominence more than they care about the people who they are either managing, looking at you, Fetterman staffers, or who they are married to, looking at you, Giselle Fetterman. Uh, shame upon all of you. A pox upon your house. You should not do this to people. I have uh, handicapped people in my family. I've had to care for members of my family who were in need of day-to-day -day assistance. It is a painful process, a necessary process that you do out of love. You don't use them for your own sick and just hedonistic benefits on this earth. I mean, that, that is just the lowest of the low. Democrats are reaching the lowest of the low across the country as polls continue to dominantly cut in the favor of Republicans. Republicans have gained more momentum, according to the Daily Mail, and with two weeks to go in the midterms, are now looking at a projection of 25 or more House seats. The Senate still on a knife's edge. Biden is dumping $18 million into save seats that he carried. That's not a good look having to go essentially on total and complete defense across the nation. And that's where Democrats are now. Democrats hoping to maintain control of the Congress got another sign of increasing headwinds with an updated election forecast predicting they get they could lose between 12 and 25 seats next month. The prediction by the Cook Political Report, which is a rather biased reporting uh, mechanism, comes after Republicans gained in the generic polls and signs of turnout in early volume and in states as, pro, uh, as prognosticators have moved more incumbent Democrats into toss-up races. That comes as signals that even, uh, that even Representative Sean Patrick Maloney, who chairs the House Democrat campaign arm, is fighting for his seat. Yo! So the guy who's in charge of winning everything for Democrats is in a fight for his life. A gain of that magnitude would be enough to topple House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who won't commit to remaining in House leadership if she loses her seat. 
what will happen is Nancy Pelosi will resign rather than be investigated for her insider tradings. Have no fear. Uh, the Benny Show went to Nancy Pelosi's district and investigated for you. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for the world premiere of Nancy's Mansions later this week. It will be very exciting for all of us. We went and visited all of Nancy's Mansions, and we'll show you the stark difference between the way that Nancy Pelosi's constituents live and the way that Nancy Pelosi lives. This will be very, very juicy, tasty, and we will drink those tears. So, ladies and gentlemen, Democrats have continued in their absolute degradation around the country. And why wouldn't they be degrading? The the progressivism that Democrats talk about is like the progression of a cancer. This is what they stand for. They stand for the debasement of humanity itself, screaming from the rooftops that they want abortion at all levels of pregnancy, at every conceivable stage, up into the moment of birth, and depending on who you're talking to, after birth, whether you're talking to uh, Ralph Northam, uh, former governor of Virginia, who who essentially lost that seat in humiliation, You're talking about degeneracy of Joe Biden at the White House endorsing child mutilation just this week. It's amazing how fast time flies. Or even the massive victories of the vaccine mandate that happened in New York being overturned, overruled by based judges. Based. We covered that last night live. The New York Supreme Court has overturned the vaccine mandate and will be giving back pay and the jobs back to tens of thousands of workers. They don't know the exact number. Tens of thousands of workers. This is going to be very, very expensive for New York. Go woke, go broke, ladies and gentlemen. A former CIA officer knocked off Republican Dave Bratt in 2018, but is now running to redraw a district. This is talking about Abigail Spanberger, who is within an inch of her life here, uh, fighting for her life in this district. She is essentially a canary in a coal mine for Democrats all around the country who are in fights for their life and with no help from our leadership in the Republican Party, leadership in the Republican Party. My colleague, Charlie Kirk, had a uh, very tasty email yesterday that he sent to us uh, of somebody saying that the RNC called them asking for money and they said they won't be giving any money that Mitch McConnell could ever get his grubby little turtle fingers on. And we agree. Mitch McConnell holding out Barack Obama's Supreme Court nominee in 2015, 2016, uh, Merrick Garland. That's not enough to buy you favor with the base. Mitch McConnell is not a Republican. Mitch McConnell is a corporate shill and a China advocate for our number one geopolitical enemy. Mitch McConnell has pulled out of races, easily winnable. Blake Masters just talked about it on this show and in New Hampshire, where Democrat Maggie Hassan, who is just a Muppet, uh, is running neck and neck with General Bolduc. Bolduc. General Bolduc. General Bolduc won his incredible uh, primary race and uh, uh, had a like a shield and some arrows and did a campaign speech about it. I think this is the clip that we have. Hey, Alex, is this the clip we have? Uh, uh, okay, you got to see this. We love this guy. We got to have him on the program. Only if he brings the shield. Carrie Lake brought a sledgehammer on the program. General Bolduc, bring the shield and arrows. Go. Taken 
They're arrows. We have successfully protected ourselves. You sent the biggest signal to the establishment tonight. Baby, yes. Bring those arrows. Bring that shield. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it will be a wonderful, wonderful election night. And we're very excited to announce that we will be uh, joining Charlie Kirk in Arizona. We will be in Arizona for election night, and uh, we are going to be having a raging good time. Uh, Lots of content. We are going to be hustling, hustling to break the matrix, to break this iron grip on our psyches in the Mass formation psychosis of the media telling you that John Fetterman is fit for public office. He is not telling you that Maggie Hassan, well, she can't be beat in New Hampshire. Well, it turns out she can. This from Breitbart.com. Republican New Hampshire Senate candidate General Don Bullock in his path to defeat Democrat Senator Maggie Hassan, University of New Hampshire politics professor, uh, uh, GOP campaign consultant Greg Moore announced on Monday, that he is running neck and neck. While speaking with New Hampshire union leader, uh, Scala admitted that his political perspectives have previously shut out any hope of General Block beating Hassan. Scalia's opinion is notable because of his political state knowledge. I never thought I'd be saying this, but Hassan is not out of the woods yet. In the past few days, polls have shown that General Bolduc, am I saying that wrong? Bolduc, has caught Hassan and is virtually tied. The race is one of eight hotly contested Senate races in the 2022 cycle. You could be looking at a GOP majority that's like 53, 54 seats in the Senate. Right now it's 50-50. So you are seeing strong, Bolduc. You are seeing strong performances that has brought in Rick Scott of Florida. Of course, leave it to Florida to come save the day. The NRSC... He is in charge of the Republican Senate committee. He is re-engaged in New Hampshire, dropping a million bucks after McConnell abandoned the sweet general Bolduc, who is now virtually tied with Maggie Hassan. And we can read you polls like this from across the country, poll after poll after poll, showing Republicans who should not be winning in these states, who should not be competitive in these races, running neck and neck. And that is why we must Issue the declaration here, ladies and gentlemen. Get out and vote. Do you want to vote early? Fine. There are some places that we are a little nervous about in Arizona that they won't have the ballot ability to capture all of the Republican votes that come in. So you have to print all the ballots. And you saw this actually in the primary where they didn't have enough ballots for the Republican turnout. Republican turnout actually crushed their ability to print Republican ballots. There were so many people showing up. So you got to show up. You got to show up. If you want to vote early, fine. Drop those ballots off and make sure they are secure. If you want to vote on election day, you're a patriot. Good for you. But vote. Be part of a historic moment. Be part of the take back of this nation for the priorities that have always kept this nation free. God, family, country. These are the things that we promote every single day here on this show. These are the agenda items and the principles and the pillars of our lives that carry around the world in beautiful harmony with the populist nationalist movements that rise up from people in countries that do not speak English, in countries that do not 
may, might not look like you, might not sound like you, but they believe the same thing. God, family, country. God, family, country. These are the pillars of society, and we have to protect them. And if we can't agree on those things, then we really, we, we really are done as a society. And so we are looking toward and beyond 2022. We are looking at saving this place, and we're going to be the place to do it. Please, ladies and gentlemen, if you like what you heard, subscribe to the channel. Please, if you like that we are hustling and bringing on the interviews and bringing forward this original content, and if you agree with our mission, subscribe to our podcast. Open up your podcast apps. Just click follow on The Benny Show. We will be here for you. Please be here for us. It is totally free. And be the notification, ladies and gentlemen. There's going to be major censorship leading up into the 2022 midterms. We've already seen it. It's happening. That's fine. Ladies and gentlemen, we deal with it. That's why we're looking for based Blake Masters to be in the U.S. Senate to protect us online and to pass a digital bill of rights. Man, very, very exciting show. Join us tomorrow. We're going to be bringing you all of the candidates that we support in the midterms. We're going to be bringing them to you live. This show is 100% live every single morning. We are here for you. We're free men and women. We were born that way. We're going to stay that way because we're going to save America. My name is Benny Johnson. This has been The Benny Show.